0: It's Chris-a-mania, brother. That's a great question. Look at you, man. Look oh, at the powerful questions. Woo! <laughs> this is the Chris Van Vleet Show. Chris Van Vleet
1: show. Ladies and gentlemen,
0: Chris
1: Van Vliet! How are you, my friends? Thank you for joining me on another download of the Chris Van Vleet Show. Or should I say the C the The show because on this one it's CVV and RVD and what a guy what a chat what a legend it was such a a pleasure to sit down and talk with Rob Van Dam Uh, and if you enjoy this one please just uh, take a screenshot tag me on Instagram or Twitter let me know what you think of it Uh, and I I really do appreciate you listening to this the podcast is seven weeks old now Uh, I'm really getting getting into the feel of this and you know I was I was hesitant for a while To do a podcast because I was so focused on my YouTube channel. I didn't want anything taking the attention away from that. It took me a while, but I finally realized that there's room for both. And I think the audio version is obviously so much more portable. I mean, you can take this anywhere. Think of where you're listening to this right now. You know, it's, it, chances are it's a place you probably wouldn't be able to watch a 40-minute YouTube video. So I'm enjoying it. I'm glad to hear that you guys are enjoying it. Podcasts and my YouTube interviews, they kind of like coexist together. So we're going to keep growing them bigger and better. Uh, the YouTube will always be the priority. I mean, that's something I've had for eight and a half years. The podcast now for seven and a half weeks so you know i'm still going to keep doing both and hopefully the you know the the potential keeps growing here for both and we just kept keep getting bigger and better and we do it together how does that sound uh thank you for the reviews that you're sending in they're, they're so appreciated you don't even understand how much they help really help our ranking on uh, apple Podcasts. so please keep doing that i'm going to keep reading one on every show to say thank you also to give a little shout out to uh, help you be part of the show as well maybe kind of nudges you to do one yourself I mean it can literally be two words if you want it could be like good job or sounds good or chris rocks chris rock chris rocks not chris rock the per. you know what I mean w4 writes great stuff Nothing but great pro wrestling interviews, no matter if I know the guest or not. It's an engaging experience. CBV is the common denominator on all of them. W4, that's very kind. Uh, thank you so much, and I hope you enjoy this chat with Rob Van Dam as much as I did. Um, but first, the Chris Van Fleet Show is brought to you by Green Roads, and if you're looking into CBD products, look no further because Green Roads is is the best. And not all CBD products are created equal. A lot of them don't even have actual CBD in the ingredients. But for me, it's helped my personal experience with it. I've got a lot on the go here. I host a TV show. I have a YouTube channel. I have a podcast. I travel around uh, doing these interviews. I also run a fishing company called Woo Tungsten. Got a lot on my plate. Also try to see my girlfriend when I have the time to do that. It's a long distance relationship right now. I'm in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. She's in Cincinnati, Ohio. So there's a lot going on here. Um, CBD oil has really helped me kind of I don't know, balance things, mellow out, and not have to you know, be too worried or anxious about things. I'm not really a stressy person, but this definitely helps. A um, couple drops under the tongue. And the relaxed gummies, uh, they not only taste great. They taste so good I want to eat a lot of them. But they taste great, and uh, they help a lot. So... If you've been thinking of trying CBD products, Green Roads is the way to go. And I'll help you uh, with my code, Chris15. You get 15% off your order at greenroadsworld.com. Chris15 for 15% off at greenroadsworld.com. The CBV show is also brought to you by the microphone that I'm speaking into, the cables, the mixing board, everything that's making this sound as good as it does. Because I know I've listened to podcasts, and you have too, where you're like... Is the microphone on one side of the room and the person's on the other side? Like I can barely hear them. Um, well, you need good equipment if you want people to think that your podcast is good. And Samson Tech has helped with that. SamsonTech.coms, where you can check out their full lineup. People ask me all the time. I know there's a lot of creators that listen to this that go, "Man, where do you where do you get your equipment from?" Well, there's your answer, and it's not that expensive. Like some microphones from other companies are like three, four, five hundred dollars for just one mic. You can buy some great quality uh, Samson Technologies microphones for like 50 bucks. And they sound, I mean, this is how good they sound. Listen to this. Um, all right. <laughs> I did this interview, uh, WrestleMania weekend in New York City. And it, it, this interview with Rob Van Dam almost didn't happen. New York City is a great city, but it's probably the worst city to hold a WrestleMania in. And I've been to nine WrestleManias. Um, everything in New York so spread out. I mean... WrestleMania itself isn't even in the state of New York. NXT's in Brooklyn. WrestleCon's all the way up by Central Park. So it's all like super spread out. Everyone's in different hotels all over the city. So I'm in a cab on my way to do this interview with RVD at his hotel, which was like a 25-minute cab ride away because I'm way downtown in my hotel, like closer to where NXT was. He's way uptown, closer to like where WrestleCon was. And I'm on my way to his hotel and he texts me and says, Oh, I have dinner plans now. They just came up. Is there any way we can do the interview at a different location at this hotel where we're, we're going to have dinner at this restaurant? So I'm like, of course, Rob Van Dam. So I tell the taxi to turn around. We start heading in the other direction uh, and we get there and it's at the Dream Hotel, which is this really nice hotel in like, um, I don't know what district. If you're from New York, you know what I'm talking about. Um, we get there and I'm like, where are we going to do this interview? Rob's not staying there. I'm not staying there. So I go up to the, the, the front desk and I'm like, hey, I have a WWE superstar. WrestleMania is in town. WWE superstar Rob Van Dam's here. We want to do an interview here. Uh, is there anywhere we can do this? Because it's like a super loud, dark uh, lobby of this hotel. And the guy was so nice. I said, can we get like a room for like half an hour? Oh, that sounds really weird. Can I get a Can I get a room for half an hour? He was very nice. There was a bar upstairs on like the second floor that they weren't using at the time, and he's like, "Yeah, you could use that. Um, we will be happy to open that up for you." I'm like, "Oh my god, thank you!" So everything came together. Thank you to the Dream Hotel for making that work. Uh, thank you for Rob Van Dam for making this happen too. And it's I'm so glad that it all came together because Rob is for sure a future Hall of Famer. It's very interesting to hear who he thinks should introduce uh, into induct him into the Hall of Fame. Uh, It's just, there's so much great stuff in this conversation. Uh, Also, his take on love now, I thought was really interesting. He's now dating Katie Forbes. Uh, He's divorced from his other relationship, and it's given him a whole new outlook on life. Um, So please, enjoy this chat with the whole effing show, Rob Van Dam. And yeah, you know I did the whole pointing thing with my thumb when I did that. Yeah, just two dudes hanging out at a bar. The only problem is there's no alcohol or people at this bar. That's a pretty big problem. Yeah. Although, are you are you are you, are you a, an alcohol guy and a weed guy?
0: Well, I, I am, but um, mostly just at this later stage in life. Like throughout my whole. Career and most of my adult life, I was such a proponent for marijuana that I would I, I look down on alcohol because I was like telling people it's safer for you than alcohol and alcohol causes car crashes and this and that and makes you violent and it's still it's a lead to all these drug you know crime, crimes and marijuana doesn't do that you know and I actually just was you know just got into the hippie zone of smoking but uh, but for the last. Several years, anyway. I do enjoy to drink. So you're 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 on board with drinking now. Absolutely. What's your drink of choice? Mm, it's been beer lately. Okay. I went through um, some really um, low times, which I talk about in my documentary. You saw it, right? Headspace. Like, hey, strong. I'm trying to remember the name of it now. Headspace. Headspace. Headstrong. That's cool. Yeah. But um, but as I said in there, you know, I went through some rough times. I allowed myself a period to drink. I'm like, hey, fuck it. I need a scandal. You know what I mean? Not that I need one. Yeah. But I'm like, I've gone this long with a perfect record. You know, if I get, you know... But I'm, luckily, I didn't hurt anybody. You know what I mean? Sure. But because I got... I was drunk like a lot. And at that point I was for a while it was Sambuca. Okay, Going to drink Sambuca and yeah. most people would be like, Oh, no, and I'm like, gonna on, and some pussy. <laughs> and, um, um, you know, it was fireball for quite a while doing fireball shots, which still is one of my go to's when it comes to doing shots. But now I drink responsibly. <laughs> I was drinking to <laughs> totally drown my brain before and to change my thoughts yeah. is far away from where they were as possible. So it was, it was a punishing thing. One time, <laughs> and uh, this was at my rock bottom here, and um, I'll, I'll put a lot more detail when I get into my autobiography, but I'm already hammered, right, at this, at this bar, and the guy that was taking care of me left for a few minutes, and when he came back, the bartender told him that I had done 15 shots in a row that were lined up. And I remember um, the bartender was doing double shots because the fans were buying them. So every time they'd buy a shot, the bartender would go, you want a double shot since they're paying for it? I'd go, sure. What kind of bartender would serve 15 double shots to anybody, let alone someone that's already blasted? Right. That was a really rough day. I had a 13 hour blackout that was wow that was my rock bottom oh Um, my god like i said what was the catalyst for that Oh, you know the fact that the, the wife left i and the divorce was really rough for me um you know i was kicking and screaming and fighting it. I didn't want it. I looked at it like a failure. Had I known I'd be so happy now, then I would've been like, okay, cool, let's do this quick. But at the time, you know, I looked at it like something I didn't want. And then, um, so really all I had was my 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 little dog. Like that was my, my, my whole source of love. You know, the wife left, I just had the dog, boom, dog died. And then boom, my dad died. That was the source for it. You know, I was just like, I, I got in such a deep depression. Um, that, and I, and I knew the whole time, like, dude, I know I'll get through this and I'll be RVD. People love me everywhere. There'll always be opportunity. And I could tell myself that yet at the same time I would find myself just like bursting out crying out of nowhere and I couldn't stop. And it was, uh, it, you know, there's a lot to do with brain chemistry that I've learned since then, mm-hmm. but going through all that, I just decided, you know what? I think I deserve to, uh, to drink. I, I choose to I choose to drown my sorrows and I huh. did. Yeah. After going through that, is there not a point of you that, or a part of you that goes,
1: I don't need to drink anymore, I'm over that?
0: Um, well, I guess, you know, it's more for me that I know that I don't need it. Like, you know, I, I've never been addicted to anything. Like, I can, like, drink, drink for several days. And then if I go a couple of days without, I don't get, like, withdrawals or any kind of, you know, like, oh, my God, I got to have it or Jones. And so sure. so I, I know that I have it in control and that it's all a choice. And so I choose to just be responsible now. You know, fact is, if I have more than uh, a few beers in a night, um, I pay for it the next day and it's not worth it anymore. <laughs> yeah. Right. So you're now officially with. Impact Wrestling. You actually worked last night. True. So what was the decision to sign with Impact? Uh, It was all business. You know, like every interview I've done over the last several years, since I stepped out of the, you know, 300-day-a-year schedule, I was like, dude, I don't want any more of that. I wanted to work less, and I've always been trying to work less and less and make more money. And a lot of people say, well, sure, me too, but (laughs) I've been pretty good at it. And so it's like uh, the less that I want to stay in the ring, it seems like my value keeps going up. And um, it's just the way everything uh, turns out, of course, uh, you know, my career and all my accomplishments and all of that are the main factors. Um, But but also there's not that many other people that are in my status, you know, of... Legend, world champion, whole effing show. Need I go on? Uh, that that that's was that can still get in the ring, you know, and do it all. And so, um, anyway, um, the harder I try to to make myself accessible, um, the harder they work to get me. Yeah. So that really, that's what was going in was all business. First, I signed for one show, which was last night. Yeah. Didn't even realize it was an Impact show. It was just a one-off at oh, WrestleCon. Wow. Yeah, I was oh cool. I'll team with Sabuga, and yeah, and you know hey, they're meeting my fee, cool. And um, you know, and then I saw in the contract that it was uh, Impact, and I was like, that's interesting. And then Scott Demore um you know talk to me about doing a few more dates and then i agreed to that and then a few more dates and i agreed to that so i'll be i'll be around for a while and it is because uh they're making it worth my while when you look ahead do you have like an exit plan for how much longer you want to wrestle for no i've been saying for a long time that i could uh I could stop anytime. In fact, I can't believe I have to buy another pair of wrestling boots. <laughs> I thought for sure years ago I was buying my last pair because I wouldn't be wrestling that much more, but um, I keep doing it and I, and I still feel like I probably won't be doing it that much longer but honestly I don't know because uh, there's advantages to it for sure you know I mean I'm not I'm not as hungry and passionate as a lot of the uh, other guys especially people that are earlier in their careers because yeah. you do have to eat sleep and breathe it to get into it yeah and, and let alone trying to get ahead you know of everybody else and and uh, but for me I've just done it so long that you know I worked hard to not work hard anymore. I prefer a day off to a day on. And um, I just like to chill, you know, but when it's worth it, it's worth it, you know? What made you decide that you wanted to agree to do
1: this uh,
0: documentary? Um so originally the idea was just you know cuz I do stand up comedy sometimes yeah. and the idea uh Tom Garland had was we could bring a camera on the road shoot this 7 day tour behind the scenes make a little you know documentary film out of it and I said yeah that sounds awesome yeah. um show some of my stand up comedy and also share what it's like being me as far as my reception the way I'm received by people everywhere because people love me everywhere and I don't I don't know if everybody knows that or not you know that everywhere I go everyone's like so excited to see me and I that's what I wanted to capture but when I showed up on day one for the documentary I had symptoms of a concussion that I got three days before and at first I'm thinking Uh, I'm sure I'll be fine tomorrow I'm not gonna let it change my plans the next day I'm sure it'll go away tomorrow Uh, I'm I'm not gonna let it change my plans then eventually it it changed my plans and the whole documentary takes a a major turn and becomes about something much bigger I mean originally shooting the little video of uh, the road trip who knows? It could have been a YouTube video or something, but but now it encompasses so much of my life. Um, you know, with the backstory and after the tour it follows me to California and um, into my home and also explores with me what's going on with my head. You know, I'm going to curl and job and getting my, my brain checked out with the wonders of, you know, is Do I got CTE, is this something you know that uh, um, are these the consequences of of 30 years of bashing my head in and so um, it's really cool that we had the camera along because uh, people that watch it tell me that they feel like they're living it with me and it's like a bit of a roller coaster of emotions
1: back to RVD in just a second but come on football season is here people and it's time to start placing your bets for NFL and college football Blue Wire my podcast network is teaming up with Sports Information Traders and the legend John Price one of the world's most successful sports bettors so listeners can be given the chance to make more money on football this season go to sportsinformationtraders.com/blue and get the college football and NFL future plays and make up to 15 times your money for only a $99 investment. Last year, Sports Information Traders correctly predicted the Clemson Ch- uh, Tigers to win the college football championship, making one client alone $110,000. The year before that, Kurt Presley of Sports Information Traders made a million dollars with a preseason wager that the Eagles would win the Super Bowl. John Price and the Sports Information Traders can guide you on the best ways to make money on future bets and preseason football betting picks. You get all that for $99 and the opportunity to make 15 times your money. It's totally worth getting Sports Information Traders betting picks. Sports Information Traders has been featured in ESPN, Gambling911.com, Entrepreneur Magazine, and so many others. And John Price has been successfully making money on sports betting for over 20 years make a big return for a small investment with Sports Information Traders' future picks. You can get started now by going to sportsinformationtraders.com slash blue. Again, it's sportsinformation.com slash blue to have your chance at a 15-time return this football betting season. You talk about concussions and these injuries. I'm sure you saw what John Oliver had to say uh, about I about WWE. I there must be some truths in there, you know.
0: Sure, there is some truths, but I mean, I, there's also some opinions, and you know, the, the, those will vary. Um, I enjoy being an independent contractor. And I find that I'm usually in the minority um, w- when it comes to that as far as how my peers feel. But then I think that uh, a lot of general rules will help the under guys more than the over guys. And I think that's yeah. really what, what you're pulling for. Well, I think the,
1: the what John's saying here is you're an independent contractor, but not really because you can only work
0: for this one company. If you were truly independent, you'd be able to go wherever you want. But So the way I see it, I'm an independent contractor, so I sign an agreement with them, and all the terms are negotiable on the agreement. You know what I mean? First off, they keep you so busy, you're not gonna have time to work anywhere else. You don't even have time to go home. Sure. So I mean, forget about that. What are you gonna do? You're on top in the WWE on TV, and who else are you gonna want to work for? The local fair, that in front of 50 people, you don't know. Yeah. Um, but you know, they say, "Oh, there's no health insurance." But you know what? If you need that in your deal, then you negotiate that. You say, you know what, I have to have health insurance. You want your hotel room taken care of? You get it in your contract and you make that agreement. I enjoy the freedom of being an independent contractor to to make that deal. Now, some of the guys that might not have as much leverage as me, because maybe they don't sell as many tickets, I think it helps those guys out more because they can't really, uh, step forward and, and have with the same negotiating power, and so that—that's how I see it. Is it's probably going to help them more because come on, you think AAA doesn't have health insurance? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing. And, and, and as an independent contractor, they just pay for your flights, right? Well, like I said, it's all it's all in your deal. And okay. the guys do have different deals. A yeah. lot of the guys have buses that are paid for. Big Show, John Cena, Rey Mysterio had one. Randy Orton had one. Wow. Big um, like uh, rock and roll, you know, yeah, tour, like tour buses bus, yeah. that would take them. They'd have a driver that drives them. Boom, boom, boom. And that was part of their deal that they made. I didn't have a tour bus, you know, but um, if I would went to the office and said, I got to have one, then that would have had to have been considered. You know, if you throw it out on the table, that's how it works. So, like, um, when I first went to WWE, they were paying for my flights and they were paying for my hotel rooms, but I didn't even know they were paying for my rooms, so I wasn't even staying there. I was paying for my own rooms until eventually I got a letter that said, okay, we're not going to pay for your rooms anymore because you passed the period. And I'm like, what? I didn't know anything about that. No. Oh. Yeah. You walked into the hotel that we're at right now uh, with your girlfriend Katie, and I think
1: from the outside looking in, a lot of people just see her as a beautiful woman. What does she mean to
0: you as a person? Everything. Like she's the the coolest person that I've ever met, and um, I, and, and also like the the most um, compatible. Like uh, I. I never thought that I would like want a serious relationship with any kind of female in the entertainment business because I know how it goes you know there's a lot of separation and there's a lot of people going all over the world touring with other unscrupulous people or whatever but but none of that matters because uh, when I met Katie like right off the bat we had like such a deep bond that um, she recognizes in me that, that I'm genuine and that I'm honest and that I'm never going to lie to her. We we're never gonna hurt her, and and I recognize the same thing. We both appreciate that and respect each other so much that there's like totally no worries there, and that's like that makes life like so much easier. Mm. And uh, we both know that we have each other's backs in any kind of situation. And uh, she's the closest person to me, my best friend, yeah. my soulmate, and it's you know um, really my my. Uh, Um, reward from the universe for everything that I've been through before for sure after having a marriage that didn't work out ended in divorce would you consider getting married again (laughs) I would believe it or not I I, I, I'm not letting that that one experience affect how I feel about marriage I was just totally with uh, the wrong person and now when I look back at it it's so easy to see what a mismatch we always were and how much of a struggle just the easiest things in, in life were and the ridiculous fights, you know over whatever putting the the forks the wrong way in the dishwasher or whatever and it was all it was all the underlying issue of the fact that we didn't have the same values Mm -hmm. we didn't want the same things in life at all and uh, one of us was honest and open and one of us gave nothing but mixed messages the whole time and that's why it lasted so long you know but looking back at it you know I can I can say um, boom I'm glad to move on past that and uh, for sure, you know, like Katie is my soulmate, and I don't think either one of us is in a hurry to get married. I think that her priorities should be with her career right now, because she's up and coming, but um, definitely not afraid to talk about it, yeah. I, as a
1: fan of Rob Van Dam, the wrestler, and Rob Van Dam, the human, I'm just super mm. happy that you're happy. Cool. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) I I see your name get thrown around a lot uh, for the Hall of Fame
0: and people are thinking, you know, if not this year, then next year, maybe the year after that. Has anyone approached you about this? No, no. I hear it from the fans and it's like, uh, uh, okay, as long long as you think so. But, you know, who knows? I don't know. um, I have no expectations. You know what I mean? Well, it's going to happen. It's just a matter of when it's going to happen. If you say so. All right. (laughs) Who would you want to induct
1: you? When
0: it Um, happens. uh, I I mean, right off the bat, I think Paul Heyman, you know what I mean? It would really, I think it would really be good for me to try to hear his perspective firsthand of what his thoughts were on me and him developing me. You know what I mean? Because it would be like... uh, uh, An experience for me to to, for him to open up like that, you know what I mean? Because you know, I mean, at the time, even if I when I met him, even if I was only wrestling for like six years at the time, um, at that point, I didn't I didn't think that I was just someone, you know, like I didn't think I was like that, like green and had like ten years of learning to do. But you know, everywhere in life, uh, it's part of growing. Every time you you, when you're growing, you're always looking back at a lesser you. You know what I mean? It's the way it works. When you uh, look back at your career, do you have a favorite match from ECW, favorite match from TNA, favorite match from WWE? Um, maybe. I mean, I, I I always go with the RVD-Jerry Lynn matches from ECW. Sure. Um, yeah. How could you not? Right. Um, although, of course, I loved wrestling Sabu, and there was a lot of really good matches there. And... Uh, Um, TNA, um, I I don't know, maybe it was Jerry Lynn again or Sabu. Um, Also, there was a match uh, or two with Abyss that I really enjoyed. Um, And then with WWE, um, the greatest thing for me was bringing the ECW style back in the WWE spotlight and then changing the entire playing field so that I was the right guy to be the champion. Otherwise, that never would have happened. So for me, that's a major major accomplishment as far as like changing the business before besides just influencing all the wrestlers that are stealing my moves now. <laughs> Who's stealing your moves Oh Everybody, dude. I'm so OG that everybody now grew up watching me. And so now they're doing, I, you, you know, about the impact. I'm going back to impact. I put it on and I see uh, this one guy doing it. They call it a six-star frog splash. Like uh-huh. what? That's, that's a Sef, challenge Sef's out there with someone else. It Does yeah. look a lot like yours. Yeah, but you know that's what happens when, when you're off the scene yeah. for a while, and I, you know, I couldn't tell anybody when I'm back or whatever. But um, did Shane ask permission before no, he started doing the no. Van Terminator? No, no, it doesn't no. work that way. Sometimes it works that way. That's true. That's but true. Now, Sometimes it does. Sometimes. So d- like, did you, you know, just see it on TV and went, huh? I i can't remember i mean i'm sure people told me because i wasn't i would not have like watched the uh the wwe pay-per-view and then said oh my god because i don't i don't watch it because especially when i'm doing it you know it's like the last thing that uh that i want to watch is work and um um, so i don't remember who the first one to tell me but i um i did i did hear um paul open up one time and say that he showed shano footage of me doing the Van Terminator and said, you think you can do that? Totally gave my move to him. Wow. It happens, you can't copyright moves, you know. I'm just stoked that and, and a little mystified that more people have ripped off all my moves, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, as a percentage, how often do you think you wrestled high? Well, what time period? Oh, wow. Uh, let's start with ECW. Um... I'm going to say 100%. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What if we go after ECW was bought and then you went over to WWE? Um, well, now you're, you're talking over like uh, um, from 2001 yeah. all the way till my last run. Okay. Well, you tell me let's do that okay <laughs> that'll be more favorable okay. let's go all the way till the uh, last run in 2014 in which case i would say much much lower much more more like maybe 90 percent <laughs> <laughs> much much lower. Is there any danger to your opponent when you're high? I don't know. You know, like like back in the day, I know there would be certain people that would um, put together the fact that I would hurt a lot of people and the fact that I was stoned. And when I was in that competitive state of mind, I would like be offended by it. You know what I mean? Like screw you. You know, like you're you're saying something about me and my my skills. You know, and I I can do this with my eyes closed and. And my ego, you know, just took over like that. But looking back at it, um, you know, I don't think so. But I definitely think they had a reason. They had an argument that was worth considering. I'll say that. But. Um, but, you know, when you when you use it all the time, it doesn't affect you the way it affects other people. And, sure. and that's the way that uh, most information is put together is by firsthand experience. So you'll hear people that say, oh, no, nobody should be driving a smoke. And I smoked one time and I couldn't tell you my name. They have no idea what the fuck they smoked, you know, what else was in their body. They, You know, and so anyway, it doesn't affect that, everybody. So all drugs affect everybody. Different, sure. you know, but that's one that for sure there's functional users that uh, use it to relieve stress, bring their spiritual vibration up, and just live the day like that. Um, and then you know, there's other people that let's get baked, man. And I'm really, you know, I don't even know if I was ever one of those. So you were the first one. Yes. Yeah. Responsible. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. And you're high right now, but that's okay dude i had a documentary project for a while before this one that um who knows if it'll ever see the light of day but um but it went through some stages of development trying to put this together of um in two part it was a um, a documentary on the effects the true effects that cannabis has on athletes so i had like um Um, you know Nick Diaz we're going to talk about UFC and we're going to talk um, who's the football player in San Francisco that um, he's cannabis friendly Um, shoot yeah he has a 420 gym up there but um, anyway um, well the
1: comment people they'll figure it out yeah
0: yeah but so anyway this was a project you know for a while and I was going to uh, I was going to go around and interview everybody and get their firsthand information because yeah. there's so mis so much misinformation on the internet purposely put out there. Sure. And so I want you know firsthand like um, effects it has on you and the sport that you're in and how the leg- how the legislation looks at it. You know as far as the office is it banned, it fines whatever. Um, and I wanted to be a guinea pig and as a long-term user um, go through every single test that, that anybody could do memory test. You know, cognitive test, my lungs, my heart, everything. And like I said, I don't know if that will ever get done or not, but there's just so much misinformation out there. And uh, RVD is exceptional in every way. You know, you can't compare yourself to RVD. But um, there's still, um, that, that's an area where there's still a lot of information to be learned by everybody. So um, I have the interest in that. And I still do some, but, you know, I used to spend a lot more energy advocating when it was an uphill fight. I first did a High Times magazine interview in like '97, and of course the other wrestlers were like, "Man, don't do it. You're, you know, you're you're shooting yourself in the foot. They'll check you at the airport. You know, just just do your own thing." And I was like, "People got to know. You know, like this can help people." And it's like they they're telling you that it's a um, it's a Schedule One drug, no medicinal value, the most dangerous drug we have, along with heroin and acid and Schedule Two which is more medicinal and higher in, uh, in its society value is cocaine and meth. But the thing is, I was taught that in school in 1988 and they, they still today, those are the guidelines. And wow. so I just felt like people need to know that. It, but, but that was years ago. Now, most people know that. It's sad, but most people know more than the government. Yeah. Because that is still the, look up the Controlled Substance Act and that's still how it is right now. But. We have so many states, like I think we have like 33 or so uh, states that are medical, and when we have two-thirds of the country, then the federal government is supposed to have a mandatory change. Mm-hmm. So that'll happen if, if they don't change it just on grounds of common sense before, soon. Who is the coolest person you've ever smoked with? Um, Oh, I don't want to do that. Okay. I, I, I do have an answer. But okay. Yeah. Okay, we can guess. Well, sure. Yeah. I've had some cool ones. Okay. Yeah, but this guy I don't think would appreciate me dropping <laughs> his name. <so. laughs> How can people find your documentary? Dude, um, it's called Headstrong. It's on iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, Vudu, and Fight TV. Right. Well, is, is there a website we can link to as well? There's also headstrongRVD.com. Oh, I always yeah. forget about that. But I'll, yeah, go there. So,
1: yeah, so I'll link that below. You guys cool. can check it out. You can,
0: you know, basically learn a different side of RVD. Dude, you learn my whole perspective on life, how I use my outlook to go through my journey. And I bring everybody with the journey. So, you know, worked really, really hard on the movie for a long time uh, at least like the, like 2 years of just editing it drove my partner nuts, the filmmaker guy, because I had to have it just right would go over it and over it and over it and over it and he wanted to be done with it. He was—he never thought that it would end and he had me a few times actually sign a piece of paper and date it and say the movie's officially done after this last edit and then a few days later I said, dude these three small things <laughs> it would just make the flow so much better because I, you know, I feel the energy, I don't the, the uh, the schooling that he had but we came together got it perfect and the reviews the feedback has been like outstanding I, i couldn't have known that people were gonna love it like this um you know it's not like i make a lot of movies um and uh, some people call it important and the fact is i'm so open and. Candid that even talking about my experiences with concussions I found is kind of like breaking new ground and um, so that's really cool And you've been open and honest here. I know you have dinner honest. plans so I want to be respectful of your time
1: uh, But uh, man, how cool is it that we're hanging out with RVD? Right? Yeah
0: Thanks so awesome, much Awesome dude, appreciate right on. it Thank you
1: Ladies and gentlemen, Rob Van Damn. I feel like I could have talked to him all night, but I wanted to be respectful of the dinner plans that he had with his girlfriend, Katie Forbes, who was actually sitting next to us during the interview, at least for some of it. She was like basically sitting there till the other people that were in their dinner party joined. So you see her walking in the background. Uh, If you've seen the YouTube video, if you haven't, well, check it out, and you can see exactly uh, what I'm talking about there. Thanks for listening to this. Thank you for the reviews. Please keep them coming in. I'm going to keep reading them on all the episodes. Thank you to our sponsors, Sports Information Traders. You can go to sportsinformationtraders.com slash blue for the college football and NFL future plays for only $99. Thank you to Green Roads. Head over to GreenRoadsWorld.com. If you're thinking of CBD products, you can use my code Chris15 to get 15% off. Also, thank you to Samson Technologies. They make us sound great, and they make the podcast what it is today. Uh, So two weeks from now, all out in Chicago. I'm going to be there. Are you going to be there? Because if you are, it'd be be great to meet you. Uh, If you see me, please come say hi. Uh, We'll High five and shake hands and take a photo, whatever you want. Uh, Also, let me know which interviews you'd like me to do that weekend. I'm going to try to line up as many as I can. I'm going to leave you with a quote here. I don't know who said this. I just saw it on Instagram, and you know how that works. You just see the quote on there, and it's not attributed to anybody, but it's a good one. The single biggest mistake you will make in life is failing to set targets high enough. Hmm. So good. All right. Have a great day. We'll see you soon, and also... Woo!